Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of our intercalation series here at How to Become a Doctor. I'm your host, Frida, and today we are joined by... Uh, hi everyone, so my name's Wahaj, I'm a fourth year medical student at BART's, and uh, thank you so much for inviting me to the podcast, I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining us, Wahaj. Can you tell us a little bit about what you intercalated in and why you decided to go for that? Sure. Um, So I intercalated after my third year of medicine. I intercalated in a master's in critical care. I stayed at Bart's, so I did my intercalation within Queen Mary, within Bart's London. And um, yes, it was a master's in critical care, went over 12 months, so which is slightly longer than the usual intercalations. Um, But yeah, if you have, we'll go with whatever questions you have about that and go through that. Yeah, absolutely. So you said that you stayed at BOTS and it was a 12-month course. Can you talk us through why it's 12 months, why it's that long in the first place, and what the process was actually like for staying in BOTS for your master's? So all master's degrees are just by definition or by standard, they're 12 months. But if you finish your work earlier on, you can really get it done within eight or nine months as well, and you can enjoy a summer as it is. Um, So I think Fair warning, anyone that gets put off from doing a master's degree just because of the extra two, three months shouldn't worry about that because you can finish early and get a good few months to enjoy as well. And yes, I chose to stay at Bart's because, uh, well, for one, I wanted to stay in London as it is. And although I looked at a few other options of maybe UCL and Imperial, I'm personally interested in cardiac surgery. So the cardiovascular sciences intercalation at Imperial was quite a popular one, UCL also have related courses, which I thought about, but I was quite keen on doing a master's degree instead of a BSc. Mm -hmm. That narrowed down my options to think about. And then critical care, well, it's a very, it's not a surgical course, but any, any person that undergoes major surgery will always have an element of critical care involved in their multidisciplinary care. And that was kind of what leaned me towards pursuing this particular course. Why did you decide to integrate in a master's instead of a bachelor's? So my thought process was I'm taking a year out of medicine to do an extra degree, an extra course as it is. And from all the advice I got from my mentors as well is a master's is much, much more valuable than doing a BSc in the grand scheme of things. When you apply for specialty training, courses, no matter where you go, if you're comparing a BSc versus an MSc, one's a higher degree and one isn't. So there's a clear extra value that comes from it. And at the expense of just a few more months, which doesn't even have to happen, you can get your work done earlier. It felt like an obvious choice for me at the time. Okay, fair enough. When you came across critical care as an option, did you actually know what it entailed? Like, did as soon as you saw it, did you say, okay, that's exactly what I want to do? Or was there some kind of process of elimination, decision-making involved? And how did you actually come to the decision to pick that alongside, you know, the career aspiration that you mentioned earlier? So it, it was a bit of an elimination choices. So I knew my priorities that I wanted to do cardiac surgery in the future. Mm-hmm. And I had to choose a degree, a master's degree that would help me along that. So it, I shortlisted it down to a few. So for example, one very interesting course for me was the MSc in laparoscopic surgery and surgical skills, which is a popular course in London and it's at Bart's as well. However, I chose not to do that one because that was very general surgery focused and it was slightly more specialized in a few areas and it was a bit more hands-on and had much more of a time requirement. 
it's a lot more intensive a master's compared to critical care, for example. I knew going into my intercalation, I wanted to have the opportunities to do my own projects on the side, mm -hmm. which is an excellent opportunities of intercalation in itself. It gives you the time to do your own projects and expand your portfolio, your ambitions, your aspirations, and your skills across disciplines, not just your intercalation. So that was part of my thought process as well. And then, yes, it was just ruling out different other options. And then critical care, you said, did I know what it entailed? A little bit from the website. They're always very helpful. I went in and I just found the person who's the course lead. I emailed them, spoke to them a little bit just to find out about it as well. I spoke to students that did the course before me. And everything they told me about the course fell in line with what my priorities were for that one year. And hence, I chose that as, as a course. That's perfect. So when I ask about critical care as a master's, what was the course actually like in terms of the, I don't know, the academic side of things versus any practical bits and bobs, contact hours throughout the week, termly? So one thing to know about a master's degree is that often it is tailored not for medical students. It's adapted so that medical students can do it during their, between their third and fourth or fourth and fifth year. But as a course, it's designed for people who are already qualified or already professionals. So some of my peers in that course were critical care nurses, some were anesthetists, there were a few other doctors in there and junior doctors. There were some paramedics, there were people from other countries, lots of various disciplines who were trying to gain experiences and competencies in critical care. Hence, it's a very diverse set and everyone's coming from different backgrounds. So it's tailored for that. It's tailored to be worked alongside your job. It can be done part-time. So it's not necessarily a medical student undergraduate type of course where you're going in every day for lectures or have a very strict regime. It's very self-directed. So the way the course ran, it was multiple modules, each module being one month long. The content would all be put up online at the beginning of the month. You did it in your own time, which is something that was quite good for me and a lot of people because that it was an advantage that came out after COVID. Online resources put up, you do them in your own time. You're assessed with a quiz online again at the end of the module. And apart from that, you just have to write one essay a month. So it's very much you manage your time to get it done as per your own priorities and timetables. And as long as you can do that well, it's a really good course. So it sounds like you kind of entered an entirely new world during this year. Yeah. Was it intimidating at the beginning? How did you sort of cope or manage throughout the year? I think I expected it to be more work initially in the sense of I expected, okay, I would be going into lectures more. I have tutorials more often, but it wasn't. It was a lot more, here's the content, do it as you need, do it whenever you think is best for you. The course leads are there to support and they'll help out where needed and they answer all your questions, but it is very self-directed. And even with medicine, the more senior you get in medical school, the fourth fifth year it does get more self-directed as it is yeah definitely. it really does prepare you for that aspect yeah that's really good to hear you mentioned that you do a quiz at the end of each module so essentially at the end of each month I'm assuming those are all summative what are the nature of those assessments and how do they grade you by the end of it so the assessment for each module is a bit of the component is the quiz, which is online. And then another component is a 2000 word essay you have to write every month, mm -hmm. which is like a mini literature review on based on the module you're doing. Okay. And, and those two things are summative. They contribute to your mark, which is again, nice because there's no big exam. 
uh, unlike medicine where you have these huge exams you have to cram for, study all the time, and really it's a make or break with those big exams because if something goes wrong, then it, it's a whole hassle. But whereas with this master's degree and a lot of other intercalations, there's no one final exam. It's coursework, it's essays, it's an online quiz, open book as well. Um, and it all just works out a bit better module by module. It almost feels like you're not a medical student, you're doing a normal degree. Yeah, you mentioned essays. Now, medical students, notorious for not loving essays. What was the kind of support that you got throughout your master's for things like essays and literature reviews? So in that it is, again, it's an independent course. So yeah. although the course leads are there for support, they're not going to be holding your hand and taking you through it. Yeah. They will. They had run a few sessions early on, overview, giving what, what they expect from their essays, but it's a learning curve. So you would imagine every essay you did every month, it'll get better and better just simply by the practice of it. And because you're forced to writing essays, uh, personally, for me, I had done a fair bit of research before entering into this intercalation, having written a few literature reviews, published a few papers. So you come with that, those skills of writing, and you can build on them in this intercalation. So Masters in Critical Care, although we hate essay writing, it's a really valuable skill because you get more proficient in it. And by the end of the Masters, you will probably be able to write a 2000 word essay in one or two nights, and it'll be a good standard. Uh, which is um, op which give, fills me with optimism going forward. Yeah, we love to see that growth. That's <laughs> one of the reasons I wanted to intercalate myself. So at UCL, it's a mandatory six-year course and we intercalate in the third year. And I just knew I didn't want to come out with like a specific set of skills only. I wanted to do a lot more outside of what medical school actually offers. And I feel like this year is the year to do that because you've not only got a lot of flexibility around your schedule to manage your academics, but also things outside of that. So yeah, no, I definitely agree. What would you what would you advise students who are maybe going into starting their master's in critical care in terms of, you know, how to make the most of the year or manage the year or do really well? I think my answer is going to apply to not just critical care as a master's, it's in general with intercalation. And no matter what degree you do, it comes down to knowing what your priorities are. You need to really figure out for yourself what you want to get out of the course. If, if you want to be really steamrolling, going front at 100 miles an hour, doing research, doing audits, doing this and that, and getting, you know, getting a lot of stuff out of it, that's great. But if you want to have time to relax, if you want to be chilling out for a bit, if you want to go on holidays, it's an amazing opportunity for that as well. And I did a fair bit of that. I traveled, I went back home, took some holidays. Um, I did some of my quizzes away from like when I was on holiday as well. And you can do that. So if you have the opportunity to do it, take the advantage of it, because you need to realize what you want out of the course. No one else can tell you that. It has to be you figuring it out. And it's a one year of a course, make the most of it, have some fun, make the use of opportunities, but don't feel like you've wasted the time. Enjoying the time is not wasting. I just want to make, make that clear as well. Yeah, 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 I know exactly. You also mentioned earlier that you actually had experience before going into the master's, having published a couple of papers and whatnot. For someone who'd be interested in doing that, what would you recommend they do at the start of medical school? Because I know it's very hard to find contacts and actually learn what you're supposed to be doing when it comes to doing any kind of research or publishing. So what would you say in that sense? So research is difficult inherently, 
not because the actual task of it is difficult, but the task of getting into it, getting the right mentors, figuring out what you have to do. No one sits down and sits down and tells you, yeah, this is the step. This is how you get from A to Z. They just point you in the rough direction and hope you'll find someone else to take you from there. So doing research itself is not the hardest part. It's about getting the right steps, finding the journey and knowing how to go from A to Z, which takes time, takes trial and error. But in terms of medical students, I always tell people that doing a literature review is one of the easiest ways to get published, simply because it's in your hands. If in the, this might be going a bit off topic, but when you're doing research, often if you're doing data analysis or data collection, or if you're trying to get lots of stuff from hospital, it's not in your hands how the paper moves forward. You're waiting for your consultant to do something. You're waiting for the registrar to write up something. And you're very you're waiting for the email replies to come back, which takes forever. Whereas if you do a literature review, it's an essay. And I know we hate essays, but it's something it's in our hands. Once you write it up, it's done. Yes, you'll get feedback, but it's it's 100% of our writing job. That's why literature reviews are very good. And this master's in critical care, this course, when you have to write eight essays of two and a half thousand words throughout the year, plus the dissertation, it really helps your skills in writing. And literature reviews, systematic reviews, discussion aspects, letter to the editors, all of these are writing skills, which you pick up as you write more and more and more. It's a practice makes perfect, practice makes better. So although we hate essays, we need to try, we need to be doing them. Yeah, definitely. So we've kind of talked about a lot now. If you had to give a really quick rundown of some positives and negatives of your experience and the course in general, what kind of things would you say? So with my specific cor my course of critical care, positives, like I said, it's very self-directed, which means you can do it in your own time. Yes, there are deadlines, get this submitted in time, do the quiz in this time, but it's in your own hands. If I want to do it two days before the deadline, I can do it in that. Yes, I'll need a lot of caffeine. Or you could do it well beforehand and maybe be a bit more relaxed. It's up to you. That's a big positive. So you get time to do your own projects. I, for example, used to love going into BART's to go and just shadow and scrub in for surgeries once or twice a week. And that's something you had the time to do when, when your master's is self-directed and it's in your own hands. Whereas if someone is having to go into tutorials every week or is having to do group projects and lectures and in person, then you don't have time for that or less time for that. So again, it's balancing those things. Um, negatives on the other side for the courses that it's very online. My course isn't in person. So there are lots of value that comes out of being in person, being in a group setting, going to lectures. It's goods and bads. Priorities come secondary to those. So it's how about your personal experience. And some people don't like doing essays. Some people like to have exams. It's a very different perspective, what each person enjoys. So those are my positives and negatives, but it'll be perceived differently for everyone. Yeah, it really does depend on what your priorities are and what you're trying to get out of this year. So if you were given the opportunity to intercalate again, would you do it and why? So I would 100% intercalate again, and I highly recommend everyone to intercalate if, if they have the chance and if it aligns with what they want. Um, would I do the same course again? I most likely would, simply because it just gave me the opportunity to do everything on the side. So although the course, 
I got equal amounts of value out of the projects I did outside of the intercalation course than I did from the course of my, it was equivalent value whilst having the time to have fun and travel and spend time with friends and then do absolutely no work for a few months as well. It, and had, I had a summer that was longer than other people that did a BSc because I got my dissertation out of the way early. So it, if you plan it right and if you make things work, you'll have a really good time. Good on you. If you could intercalate again, keeping this one, have you? do you have any idea what you would prefer to do it in? If I did uh, the same intercalation? If you could intercalate again, okay. having intercalated already. <laughs> I uh, I wouldn't intercalate again because, well, wouldn't make sense to do two intercalations. I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, no, no, no. Just because I feel like an intercalation is kind of like doing a three-year degree in one year. So if I could do two intercalations, personally, I would. Because it's, I mean, I, I just feel like I'm interested in so many things. And yeah. having only one year to do something outside of medicine is kind of sad but that's okay after medical school I mean free for all I, that, that's why I recommend doing a master's because a lot of junior doctors are trying to do part-time master's whilst they're working just to be able to get that higher degree and if you can get a master's degree whilst in medical school why not and although I know a lot of people put forward that the degrees don't count anymore for FPAS for core training but what you need to remember is it's still a higher degree. It's still giving you huge amount of skills and many opportunities to build up your skills and CV. Apart from the higher degrees, your publications, your posters, your presentations, your audits, intercalation is one of the best times to get all of those. And yes, you might not get points for these things when you're applying for FPOS or core training, but that's only pre-interview. When you get to the interview, people assess you on in front how you are as a person and overall there's no particular scoring matrix that comes into it once you're at an interview and when you're applying for specialty training then it's an entire new ball game all of these things do matter so do not look at it just at a short-term goals plan ahead how will what you're doing now make life easier later on yeah you really do see a lot of personal and professional development during this year because you're out of your comfort zone um now to bring the episode to a close, I wanted to ask you, so far, what has been your proudest achievement? Uh, academically, professionally? Whichever. <laughs> uh, um, I think one of my proudest achievements has been to do with research, but not my own. It's been when I led teams of many students doing research papers and I got a team of students who had never done any research before. And I took them through the steps of A to Z and how to get published, gave them the topics from my, that my mentors gave me and teaching them and guiding and mentoring those students to getting their papers. And then, yes, I was with them on those papers for their first one or two, but then seeing them grow and develop to be able to take lead on their own papers and not need me anymore. I think that's a big achievement for me because you've helped someone gain those skills, but you've let them grow on their own. It's not like you're tethering them to you. You let them grow and at the end, then they make even more opportunities come about. That's a really nice note to end on. Thank you so much, Wahaj, for your time. I've learned a lot today. I didn't know critical care existed as an intercalation. 
So I hope this has been helpful for anyone who is interested in it, especially if they want to do it at Barts. So any last things you want to say before we round off? No, and thank you so much for having me on here. And I hope I was able to give a few helpful, interesting top tips here or there. And I hope it was helpful. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> thank Thanks you so, so much. much for your time. Thank you.